Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 11th. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happen on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Levi's began selling bell-bottoms on March 11, 1969, just in time for Woodstock, so you can bet that more than a few pairs were spotted at the concert. The festival became not only a defining moment in rock and roll history, but in fashion history, essentially giving birth to the festival style of flower crowns, fringe tops, and of course, denim. At the time, jeans were still seen as informal and associated with a working class. Therefore, they served as a symbol of social equality and middle-class youth's disobedience against materialism and social norms. The culture also embraced denim's easy-to-care-for nature, and the garments allowed for an expression of individuality and freedom, whether transformed into cutoffs, rolled, ripped, tattered, or colorfully embroidered. The 1918 influenza pandemic was the most severe pandemic in recent history. It was caused by an H1N1 virus with genes of avian origin. Although there is not universal consensus regarding where the virus originated, it spread worldwide during 1918 through 1919. The number of deaths was estimated to be at least 50 million worldwide, with about 675,000 occurring in the United States. Mortality was high in people younger than 5 years old, 20 to 40 years old, and 65 years and older. The high mortality in healthy people, including those in the 20 to 40 year age group, was a unique feature of this pandemic. While the 1918 H1N1 virus has been synthesized and evaluated, the properties that made it so devastating are not well understood. With no vaccines to protect against influenza infection and no antibiotics to treat secondary bacterial infections that can be associated with influenza infections, control efforts worldwide were limited to non-pharmaceutical interventions such as isolation, quarantine, good personal hygiene, use of disinfectants, and limitations of public gatherings. In 1931, the work on the Boulder Dam, now known as the Hoover Dam, was started after having been approved in 1928, and when it was completed, it was the world's tallest dam at over 700 feet. The dam's mission was to supply irrigation and domestic water needs, and to provide silt control for the Colorado River. The cost will be met long-term through the production of hydroelectric power. In the early 20th century, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation devised plans for a massive dam on the Arizona-Nevada border. This was developed to tame the Colorado River and provide water and hydroelectric power for the developing Southwest. Construction within the strict time frame proved an immense challenge as the crew bored into carbon monoxide choked tunnels and dangled from heights of 800 feet to clear canyon walls. The largest dam in the world at the time of its completion in 1935, this National Historic Landmark stores enough water in Lake Mead to irrigate 2 million acres and serves as a popular tourist destination. As the dam rose block by block from the canyon floor, the visual renderings of architect Gordon Kaufman took form. Electing to emphasize the imposing mass of the structure, Kaufman kept the smooth, curved face free of adornment. The power plant was given a futuristic touch with horizontal aluminum fins for windows, while its interior was designed to pay homage to the Native American cultures. With the body of water that would become Lake Mead already beginning to swell behind the dam, the final block of concrete was poured and topped off at 726 feet above the canyon floor in 1935. 
On September 30th, a crowd of 20,000 people watched President Franklin Roosevelt commemorate the magnificent structure's completion. Approximately 5 million barrels of cement and 45 million pounds of reinforcement steel had gone into what was then the tallest dam in the world. Its 6.6 million tons of concrete is enough to pave a road from San Francisco to New York City. Altogether, some 21,000 workers contributed to its construction. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 11th. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you today to the following websites for the information regarding the topics. ThePeopleHistory.com Levi begins selling bell bottoms at LeviStrauss.com The 1918 flu pandemic at the CDC.gov And the Hoover Dam at History.com The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will help keep the historical events in your feed in the morning each day. I hope you have a great day.